mercy of Nia Jax now on the apron. Oh, no. Jax, oh, oh, dropped tailbone first into the hardest part of the ring. Well, that's all steel reinforcement out there, Tom. Alana oh, still got to find a way to get Jax through the table. What is going on? Um, I listen, man. I, I I was I was holding off to see if anything kind of happened with this impeachment thing. I sometimes randomly I'm like I tell myself I'm like ah hey, you know what I uh, you know if something major happens politically you know the people that I kind of follow will you know some of them will you know again I, I follow a whole barrage of people so I can kind of see who, which one's spreading the propaganda with like you know some of the people on the right wing normally I end up getting blocked by some of them you should get you I should get really notified I should get really uh you know uh, freaked out when they start following me back you know what I mean. But but none of them. Are, I mean, most of the time, like Dave Rubin, and you know, uh, you know, I think uh, what's his name? I, I want to say Crowder blocked me. I know David Rubin blocked me. Kind of dunked on him, whatever, right? But um, but you know, I I really don't know what the hell's going on with the impeachment. I just know there's a video. The video. The video evidence was shown. Everyone's acting like it's edited, and you know, some some people are are not fucking going along with the program, people want to quit the fucking shit, I, I can't follow all of that shit, you know what I mean, plus there's a Nira Tandon shit that's going on that I can't fucking keep up with, you know what I mean, I, I know she's like one of those neoliberals who always, she's one of, like one of those people that go, oh, Twitter's not real life, but like, but like now, like, you know, she's fucking using Twitter as like people shitting on her. So I, 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 sometimes I don't fucking really get all of what really is going on with that. I just know it's like Biden's adding more problematic people to his, uh, you know, adding more problematic people to, uh, you know, his cabinet, which is getting, you know, pushback, um, you know, in, in, in only, uh, you know, Uh, somebody just messaged me. Something. Some guy named Mike Roth just messaged me. The only two halfway decent Canadian radio stations have gone belly up the last four years. It's a shame I may never hear Hansi from Toronto ever again. Even Canada isn't immune to mass murder takeover during quarantine. So I guess this guy. I guess this. This again. Let me see. If this guy's like a. Okay, so he randomly messaged me. Randomly messaged. He's not following me. So the fact that. He's putting it there, but that probably means that I'm going to get censored soon, probably. Probably, like, his way of fucking saying that. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, I don't know. I, I, Again, I can't follow what's going on with fucking the Canadian news and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Um... It's like, it's, it's so much to fucking keep up with. Like, I, I don't even understand what the... Apparently, Canada is now getting into the whole U.S. phase of, like, you know, being careless about it with Doug Ford opening up, like, lifting up restrictions on Ontario or whatever. You know what I mean? He, he's, like, lifting up, like, restrictions. Then there's, like, you know, I watched Corbett Report, which, like, is ta talking about, like, how, like, people who are traveling have to, you know, uh, 
and again, I'm not doing it justice, you know, you should go watch it yourself, talking about, like, how uh, people who are traveling from outside need to quarantine, which, okay, fine, wait, but then it's, like, then it's, like, at their own expense, and the thing is, like, I don't know if, like, this is, like, right-wing propaganda where, like, they're making it seem like, like, something, like, logical, like, not flying, you know, not flying during a pandemic, um, is this, like, ultimate right, and, like, they're basically kind of building up this whole, uh, again, like, Canada's run by, like, a neoliberal as well, so I, you know what I mean, like, so it's not that I have any fucking, you know, like, you know, a dog in the fucking race, or, or whatever, but it just, I, I, again, like, we're, we're living in an age where, like, the, 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 the fucking news is not fucking as reliable, with, like, different fucking narratives going on, like, liberals are saying, believe their only view, even though, like, some people on the, you know, on the online and all right, even though, like, they're, they're right in that, like, the media doesn't tell us everything, I feel like they take advantage of that, and then, you know, and then they plant their own fucking shit, what's going on, so I have no idea with, um, I, I, I just have no idea with what, what the fuck is going on, I don't, I don't know what the impeachment let me let me click on like impeachment coverage. The Senate of the trial from President General starting Tuesday with a debate, and vote on constitutionally on the second impeachment trial. House managers and the former president's lawyers took up to four equally divided hours to make a case against constitutionally of Trump's second impeachment, followed by a Senate vote that passed in favor of fifty six to forty four. Say what you need to know, House. Again, I don't even know how reliable this is. Someone will accuse me of falling for liberal agenda or something like that. But I'm just kind of getting the official narrative of what was going on. House managers laid out their case for constitutionally on Tuesday. President Trump was impeached. Um, you know what I mean. Um, hold on. So I mean, I mean, they opened up with like a deadline, like basically it's it's like Monday Night Raw. They basically opened with like a fucking recap last week, and then you know what I mean. Like, I I mean, you should have got like you should have got WWE to fucking edit it for you. Maybe you you know that that would have been better or something like that. You know. Uh, let me see what else is here. Um, let me. Uh, uh, Oh, no, sorry. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So um. Yeah. I I I just I just don't know where where, where to go with this shit, man. I really don't. I I just don't get what the fuck is going on with like you know the whole you know. With the with the clothes, cause again I I don't really leave my house unless it's like mandatory to like go get fucking, you know, groceries or something like that. You know what I mean? Or or just go to the convenience store to fucking whatever. And then the thing is, it's like, you know, these guys, like, you know, it just seems like a, lot, like a lot of shit's like just kind of like heading to like where like it seems like, like, you know, people who are oppressive and all that kind of shit are, you know, are kind of getting to come up. Like, like, for example, like Netanyahu's in a trial right now for like bribes and corruption and all that, right? But he basically kind of walked out of his own fucking trial, essentially, like... You know what I mean? And the people that are challenging him for this election anyways, it's, like, like apparently, like, they're conservative as well. So, like, not even, like, that's being, you know... for like So, for all you know, like, this shit's not really gonna, like, change anything. 
Let me look up uh, Nira Tandon. And then again, I, I I know that Bernie Bernie is also doing this whole fifteen minute fifteen dollar minimum wage thing, where like Biden wants to pass it. I think from what I understand, Biden wants to pass it separately, but what's it called? Like it won't pass through, you know, because like they won't vote on that. Whatever, like the people who are gonna vote on it. So it's like it's better to pass it within within like a, a relief bill. I think that's that's what I fucking. Again, see, see, whenever I look at the, the reason why I don't memorize the specific rules of what can be done and what not, it's like following the specific rules in professional wrestling. It's like, it doesn't matter. You'll get a title shot anyways, even if you lose like 80 million times. As like, you know, as, as was what was evident on fucking Monday Night Raw, essentially. And I'll get into that. I just wanted to get the non-wrestling stuff out of the fucking way. Just to get it out of my fucking brain. Um, let me, uh, let me, whenever I, I look up somebody, whatever, you know, um, uh, but I'm sure, like, they'll find a way to make, you know, near attendance sound like some fucking feminine, like, I don't know much about, I just know that she was really, really insufferable during fucking the Bernie shit. I know that she fucking she, she laughs it up with fucking Netanyahu and she, you know she, she 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 she's like she's basically an imperialist. If I can say it down in my dumbed down five year old mentality type of way, I'm but I'm sure a five year old this era probably knows way more about politics than I fucking do. So I mean, so she's being confirmed today. For I guess for uh, office of managing and bu- um, budget apparently. Here's uh, so so somebody has uh, you know uh, somebody came up with a thread of of stuff that she's done. Near Tandon created the Center of American Progress, which is a pro-centrist group well known to stifle progressive voices. The group even proposed its own health care plan, making sure to re- uh, reserve a role for private insurance companies. Nera Tandon had some emails of her leaked in 2015 by WikiLeaks. In those emails, we learned that Tandon argued that Libya should be paying us, paying us back after we bombed them. Under the leadership of Center for America Progress, censored a report of Islamophobia to protect the relationship with billionaire Michael Bloomberg. Tandon also accidentally ousted a victim of sexual harassment at a staff meeting at the Center of Progress. I guess they're building up her fucking heel credentials. Near Tandon questioned CDC recommendation to congregate in a larger group while pushing in-person voting in March. Um, let me, uh, hold on. Fuck, man, I'm just... This is... Yeah, so, um, wait a minute, so, uh... 
under, under near Tannen, the center of American progress, censored its own writers when talking about Israel. And then there's a picture again. This is a th- this is a thread from the official New York Socialist. This is from like November of two thousand twenty. So, I mean, they were all like you know in in there. I mean, apparently someone puts uh. I mean, I mean, I mean. This one was like, uh, like some like like she's looking at people like uh, uh, ex, e, electric. It's not ec, electric. It's ex. Some guy named ec electric brother. With the call, she was interacting with him. But then this one, this one seems a little bit unless he's like of importance. I don't know who he is, but like they 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 got him for like a job, like you know. And then here's Nita la- laughing at with yeah. So then it shows uh, her laughing it up with uh, Netanyahu, right here. Hold on, let me see. Uh-huh. Mr. Prime Minister, Mrs. Netanyahu, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and I hope you'll ask me questions. On all of these things and anything else if you want. Right. <laughs> I just wanted to get yes, me, yes, I wanted to course. get my commercial in so you understand <laughs> how great an investment Israel is. So, remember the joke? How do you make a big fortune, a small fortune in Israel? Start with a big fortune? No. No. Apparently they have not heard this. No, one. it's the people <laughs> who do that are yeah, so like, deconflict. You know, again, you know. Under Italy and continues here under Tandon's leadership in a Center for American Progress also treated unionized think progress, the former independent arm of the CAP Action Fund terribly. So yeah, so she basically she has like a lot of these, you know, again and again making it fucking obvious that like you know this shit's going on with like you know again by you know. It, it, it's like it's not even really gonna matter because if like what whatever happened, whatever I think is gonna happen, with what with, with uh you know with uh you know what 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 Trump is gonna fucking do, uh you know allegedly I don't fucking know for sure. It feels like you know like where, like it's it's already making us like some people are it's gonna be like oh look it's so horrible with these guys Biden all them. Like I'm glad that we're pushing some like uh, some people. Some people are still getting comfortable with like whatever, whatever Biden's fucking doing. You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. It's just it's just a weird fucking time. Um. <clears throat> you know, uh, it just it just it's just weird. Um, ra- other random things that were on my fucking mind that, you know, were driving me fucking crazy other than this impeachment thing. I mean, you should go to other people. Like, Champagne Sharks right now is doing a live stream right now. You know what I mean? And they're kind of covering the independent news. Like, they have some guy, I forget what the guy's name is, but he's like, 
he covered all these, like, leftist fucking, you know, fights and all that. Because, I, again, I didn't know anything about this Destiny and Vosh guy or anything like that. You know what I mean? It's like there's more fucking characters that you got to fucking memorize. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it's, it's like an HBO, it's like, it's like an HBO fucking franchise series, you know, it's like Boardwalk Empire. I, I, didn't, I, I couldn't memorize who half of these guys are. I couldn't memorize half the guys in The Wire, half the guys in The Fucking Sopranos. It's like one of those things. That's, that's what I was coming at. You know what I mean? I, and then and, and mix it up with like, I'm glad I'm not really diving into the pop culture thing because I don't even understand all this stuff about fucking uh, um, multiverses and all of that. And like how like, you know, the bat Batman from fucking, you know, uh, um, uh, Michael Keaton's Batman is going to fit in with this Batman or, you know, X, X, like, you know, in WandaVision, uh, spoiler alert, I haven't watched it, but apparently, you know, I, I don't really care. I'm going to watch it eventually anyways. But apparently, because, you know, Marvel, Disney bought, got fucking, you know, they bought some of Fox properties, right? So, like, so, like, now, apparently the big spoiler in the latest fucking WandaVision was that the the guy who played uh, Quicksilver, I think, right? Could I be wrong? Quicksilver, um, who was, like, different in the in Age of Ultron, is now being played by the Evan Peters, who was playing it in the actual X-Men movie. So, like, now it's like, are they opening the Forbidden Door now? Are they getting an invasion? The X-Men invasion? You know? Who fucking really knows now, right? And then, uh... So, I don't know, basically, they're just kind of confirming that, you know, Nira Tandon is, uh, is just kind of like, you know, the the Kelly, you know, kind of like Kellyanne Conway or something like that. That's, that's what I'm trying to fucking, well, I mean, not, I mean, I mean, but what to call, like, people, like, people are like, well, like, the way that she kind of snaps on people for asking a question about Trump, and it's like, okay, but then, like, she did this, Nira Tandon did the same thing for fucking Hillary Clinton. Like not like like I like I don't fucking know what's going on, man. I really don't. By the way, speaking of like Marvel and all that, there was like a commercial for uh, this is like a, another forced controversy that's gonna make people think that everyone's getting too sensitive because that's the narrative that it needs to be. But apparently, like in the I didn't even see the commercial, but for like Winter Soldier and Falcon, the Falcon and Winter Soldier show, some I think one of them referred to another person as a girl, like you know, calling him a girl. So like now people are complaining about that. And, you know what I mean? And it feels like people really fall, fall for that kind of, like, like, you know, like, people are getting outraged by this and all that, right? Which I think is forced. So, like, you don't really care about any of these issues that go on because you're focused on, like, the most, uh, the most uh, hyperbolic one. You know, you, you know, I, I, again, like, you know, it just it feels it feel that way. It feels like even, like, neoliberals are trying to push people to the right, essentially, you know what I mean? Like, the, like people go like, oh, a lot of people on the leftist side, whatever, that shit pushes you to the right sometimes, right? But it feels like the neoliberals are the ones that are pushing more people to fucking the right wing, you know what I mean? Because they're the ones who act like they're the fucking purist, while I feel like leftists or, you know, like libertarians approach, like real libertarians, not the fucking phony ones, uh, approach it from, like, fucking, like... Uh, they approach it from, like, an actual fucking systemic fucking issue. More, you know what I mean? And it, 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 and it's too intellectualized for the mainstream. So, like, you just kind of, like, dumb it down for the mainstream and, and people won't fucking understand. That's why when, like, you put... 
when you put uh uh what is it when you put um Like, when you, like, put these things where, like, people, like, for example, when you think that everything's getting accomplished because corporations are now embracing Black Lives Matter, it's like, well, these corporations are embracing it, and these neoliberals are fucking kind of embracing it, so how much, how how is it a revolution? Yet, yet, yet like, these same guys don't ask that about Trump, because they fall for the okey-doke of the media fucking being, being horrible to Trump. And, you know, busy shitting on him for a little, like, every little movement he makes and all that. But, it, you know what I mean? And, again, I think that's done on purpose. Because there is something going on with, with that behind the scenes, I, I believe. And then, you know, um, and then, you know. Like, for a while, I thought, like, you know, like, not that Trump's a fucking good guy. But I felt like he knows he has to play the fucking villain in this role. You know what I mean? It means that like the system was always gonna go this route. They just needed a face for it. So it's like you know Donald. So Donald Trump now like he like he's promoted himself as an outsider, and I feel like he ha- he he's made enough fucking you know connections over the fucking years, especially during his presidency behind the scenes, where now they're using the resources for you know behind the scenes shit for you know, for whatever established fascism that will fucking come, in my opinion. Personally, again, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just throwing out shit, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, so the, 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 there was a Falcon Winter Soldier controversy, but, like, again, like, you know, people are going to fall for that okey-doke, apparently. Again, it's not a big fucking deal. I mean, you should be offended by the fucking... You should be offended that, you know, you're getting another, another fucking... Another show that's probably not going to do anything, really. I I never really know like you know again because if if I like a Disney if I like a fucking Marvel show, then like people on like the leftist side will fucking think I'm a a Disney shill, even though like I'm not fucking in like I'm not fucking in tune with whatever the fucking Disney fans or Marvel fans are fucking doing whatever right, but then at the same time do I because I want to be a comrade with with other people who are more leftist, right, because I agree with them on a lot of the social issues and systemic fucking issues that go on, whatever, do I just kind of, you know, become a contrarian because they don't, and because they don't like, uh, you know, anything that's Marvel, you know what I mean, and then I feel fucking stupid because then I don't know what to fucking enjoy, really, it's like, that's why I don't really even kind of dull dive into fucking, com- to the fucking, uh, to the fucking, uh, you know, the world of fucking, uh, you know, pop culture, I think I'm just getting really sick and tired of, like, you know, and, and, and not because, like, you know, I mean, I'm not telling people not to enjoy shit. You enjoy, enjoy whatever you want to enjoy. But, you know, uh, you know, like, it, it just, like, it, it becomes, like, you know, it's just become another storyline where, like, now enjoying shit has become a huge issue. Like, Marvel fans hate people who are, like, you know, for the Justice League, the, the Justice League fucking Snyder Cut, whatever, and then, you know, the fucking Snyder, the, the DC fans who love the DC movies hate anything that Marvel does, because it's shit, I, I, I do notice that, like, whenever, like, like, anything that Disney does, like, everyone, there, there are a, a couple of accounts or a couple of people that you can tell are being paid by, by, by these companies to fucking have, like, nothing but glowing reviews, maybe they have, like, some type of say in it, you know what I mean, it's kind of like how some of these wrestling shows who get defensive, is because I believe, you know, I believe WWE does customs, 
like where you where if you're connected you can kind of pay money you can kind of pay money to like have the wrestler like i mean they do it for like lower tier wrestlers in the independent scene but i also believe that exists in in some of the wwe as well with some of the booking decisions like you know what i mean it feels like some of these fucking shell groups online you know what i mean and that's why that's why i hate fucking just saying that they're just stands because by since by telling them that they're stands these employed shows would rather you think that they're just crazed fans rather than them being employed by the fucking system essentially if that makes any fucking sense you know it just it doesn't make any fucking sense to me you know and then i'll be back in one second it's just, i gotta go set my dvrs for something hold on Sorry, sorry about that. I just had a. I wanted to get my dinner out. Though sometimes when I record, I I sometimes I take a while to record these, and then I don't. I remember I go, oh shit, I didn't even eat my dinner. It's laying out there for a while and stuff like that. So sometimes I I just want to go and uh, you know do the fucking dinner thing, and then I come back and I'll be as confused as everyone else is. You know what I mean? Um. Some other before I get into like the wrestling stuff or what caught my eye with like some, some things that happened because no there's never a shortage of you know controversy. I'm not gonna dissect ratings here. I know that WWE had like a fucking they had, they probably had the lowest hour in the third hour essentially for the ratings. It feels like before it's all said and done, it's gonna go. It's gonna go from. Uh, you know how everyone's like AEW is gonna kind of meet WWE and kind of rise, whatever, with their ratings. I feel like WWE's ratings, are, Raw's ratings, are gonna go down to closer to AEW's ratings. You know what I mean? We'll see if the whole Kenta thing kind of you know garners a, a new audience, essentially. You know what I mean? But with with with, with what's his name? Um, with with Edge returning, it's kind of a disappointment, you know what I mean? Like, NXT didn't do well. I mean, in his defense with that, at least, like, I don't think you can judge it on Edge, per se, whatever. I think it's just, you know, an overall exhaustion of the fucking, uh, of WWE over the course of the years. Even though there are some things that you can dig about what they're doing, right? It's kind of like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, how, like, like you can hate Disney, but you could kind of enjoy... Some of the products that they're putting out, well, within like you know, within Disney Plus, whatever, right? But then at the same time, like it's an overall thing that you you know, it's just because Disney is an evil company or whatever. It's kind of like WWE. Like there will be some good things that you know will be done creatively that I I I fuck with at least, or I think is pretty decent. But then like you know, on purpose, I think that they fucking put like the, you know, again, I believe that WWE is kind of on the downswing, right? Even though they have all these financial, but like on a moral level and from a fan servicey level, whatever, so like you know, I feel like it's it's kind of like purposely kind of being sabotaged, and I'll get into like the whole like the fucking changing of the fucking booking essentially. But the other things that I wanted to say was I noticed that uh, Craig Ferguson is getting praised because, and again, this is probably if I saw something like this back in two thousand seven. I probably would have been like, oh, this guy's a fucking pussy. He doesn't want to make fun of anybody and all that kind of shit. But he was actually right from this clip that I saw where... Let, let me see. Hold on a second. Let me, uh... Let me, let me get the fucking clip. Hold on. Um, let me see right here. Hold on, Craig. Uh, 
for a good, yeah, so hold on a second. Um, I know because a lot, a, lot, a lot of the alt-right comedians would probably hate something like this, right? And I'm, and I, and I'm, sure, I'm sure Howard probably made fun of it. Um, but, but, but here, here, here he is. Hold on. This is one clip from 2007. Now, I remember I, what's ha it's been happening in the press and the media recently, and particularly in the so-called news outlets, I, I, the, the, the way the media is looking at the world. I, I, I kind of had similar feelings when I... When I used to watch America's Funniest Home Videos, you know, you'd be laughing at the kid falling over, and then you go, wait a minute, put down the damn camera and help your kid! What the hell is wrong with you? And I, and I, and I think we're kind of holding the camera, and people are falling apart. People are, people are dying. That Anna Nicole Smith woman, she died. No, it's not a joke, you know, it's, it stops being funny. That, that she's got a six-week-old kid or six-month-old kid. What the hell is that? You know, and, I, and I, I'm starting to feel uncomfortable about making fun of these people. And for me, comedy should have a certain amount of joy in it. It should be about, uh, about us attacking the powerful people, attacking the politicians and the, and the Trumps and the, and the blowhards and the world. Going after them. We should be attacking the vulnerable people. And I think, I, I'm going to, this is totally a mere call, but this is just for me. I think my aim's been off a bit recently. I, I, I want to change it a bit. So tonight, no Britney Spears jokes. This woman has two kids. She's 25 years old. She's a baby herself. She's a baby. You know how the crowd didn't react to that part? I, I mean, maybe I need a bigger context, but... I mean, essentially, he's like, you know, I mean, I, I listen, you, you should make fun of everybody in, 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 in comedy, whatever. But I always do seem like, you know, people always more attacking the fucking vulnerable and the mentally unstable more than the fucking people who are in power. And then somehow, like, the fucking alt-right has kind of like, you know, the, the, the edgy you know, Opie and Anthony kind of comedy seller fucking assholes. Who I think are funny, some you know when they're actually like you know doing comedy, but when you can tell when they're doing propaganda, and it was never a way to ar articulate like what Colin Quinn or Jim Norton were fucking really doing, because you know what I mean, you're not well equipped, the, like, the, you know what I mean, because like the, the thing is, if you point out their hypocrisy, then like they, they they can flip it on you, and they have the backup because they can just call you a dummy or a dumb dumb, and then like you know it can make Opie and Anthony fucking laugh their fucking and pee their fucking pants off. Um, but, like, yeah, like, I, I just noticed that, like, you know, like, like, if people are gonna make fun of, like, Britney Spears, and at least, like, have the balls to, like, make fun of, like, w how the powers that be fucking manipulate this kind of shit, right? But nobody ever wants to fucking do that, because they think, you know, and it, it's just convenient now that a lot of these people online are now suddenly, you know, uh, uh, outraged for Britney Spears and they're against Justin Timberlake and all that kind of shit. When, like, you've probably sat there fucking making jokes, probably. I, I would probably want to go back to see all these holier-than-thou people that are fucking, like, now on Britney Spears' side. You know what I mean? I knew something was up, like, like you know what I mean? And, and it happened with a lot of these fucking people, like Amanda Bynes, Lindsay Lohan. There's something that gets really fucked up with, like, some of them where, like, they kind of control them. And then when, and when, when they lash out, it becomes, like, this big fucking joke, essentially. And that's what society is kind of... Like, Anthony Jeselnik is uh, probably going to get canceled soon by his, uh, by his edgy crowd because he said that, that comedy does have an alt-right problem. You know what I mean? And people are going to point out that Anthony Jeselnik, his humor, shock, shock edge humor as well. It is, I, 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 you know what I mean? It is, you can categorize that, but you can always tell, like, it's, it's 
unless like he's like unless like he's getting canceled, he's gonna be revealed as being someone that's a fucking psychotic, like a lot of these guys in show business are probably. I'm sure it'll probably be like oh him is gonna end up with him being a hypocrite. You know what I mean? Like w- once you start realizing, like once you're allowed to finally say, hey, yeah, there's some, like you know, propaganda for the ignorance in 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 the in these fields. They turn on you and then they start looking up your comedy, and then you're gonna be revealed as being somebody that's kind of an asshole too. So I mean, of course, Luigi Gomez is the one that's kind of like calling uh, Anthony Jezelnik a fucking turncoat. Because you know what I mean. Because and and again, you know what they're called. Uh, and uh, what's his name? Louis Louis J. Gomez is a another guy that like has been embraced by the fucking proud boy by by proud boys. Even though they'll deny that the proud boys are like even like a white supremacist group because you know they're they, they crack jokes and they dress like fucking hipsters and shit like that. But yeah, no. So yeah, so the, the, they're turning on him as well. The, the, they're gonna turn on him as well. You know what I mean? Um, it just, it's I don't know. I don't know where it's gonna go because you know, I I, I think Anthony Jeselnik's uh, like I I never thought he was like a, a tryhard. You know what I mean? His was like his always was like like just. It always felt like his was just more like more about more about humor. I never found that his humor really had like a political agenda behind it. You know what I mean? Like I never thought like like when Jim Norton would speak or when Artie Lang would fucking speak, they would be kind of like there would be like some type of propaganda behind some of like 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 their jokes when they're not fucking quote unquote kidding. You know what I mean? Like especially when they go on off on these rants. At least Anthony Jeselnik was you know. Anthony Jeselnik just kept it, like, you know, strictly comedy, if that makes any fucking sense. Let me see about, let me let me see what people on Twitter are saying about Anthony Jeselnik. Let me see. I'm sure it's going to be about him selling out. You know, I don't know. And then of course, like all of like Legion of Skanks, like you know, like and listen, I I I like I like Big J Okerson. I think Dave Smith's kind of a fucking phony with his fake libertarian shit. You know what I mean? Every single time. Louis J. Gomez, he can be a good guy, but, like, I don't know much about the fucking guy, really. All I know is that he's, like, the one that always gets amped up and always wants to fight somebody whenever, you know, you know what I mean? But I, and Big J. Okerson, I, I think, is a funny fucking dude. I, I, I think he's a, he, he's a hilarious. I saw a special. He's a funny dude. I listen to the Legion of Gangs podcast time to time. It's like, it's not a, you know what I mean? Some of the guys, it seems like they have, like, some of the guys that are... Like, they always, they have that guy all the time, Shane Gillis, on all the time. Like, time to time, when I, from when I, when I see, I kind of just, if it's a comic that I like, like, you know, like, uh, maybe Mark Normand or Joe List, you know what I mean? Or, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll listen, I'll listen to it, maybe Joe DeRosa to some, to some degree, some degree. But, like, you know, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just a weird time. Uh, 
Robbie Martin replied to Lou J. Gomez when he called Anthony Jeselnik a turncoat. He goes, he should be more like Joe DeRosa and grovel to a potential real pedophile to maintain his edgelord comedy cred. Yeah, because Joe DeRosa went back to that fucking edgelord shit when, when like, you know what I mean? They, 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 they browbeated him so much because he didn't agree with Anthony Camus, uh way of... Uh, Anthony Camille's way of fucking handling, uh, you know, racial... Again, like, you know, even before he got fired, man, he was, like, on that fucking path, really. Like, you can see it after a Patrice left, you know what I mean? It got, it got really, really, really bad. It started getting... It, it became a lot more transparent when Obama got elected, essentially. Because then he started his crusade. And now he's on fucking Twitter as Count Compound Boss. <laughs> Which we can't technically prove because he's he'd be breaking ban evasion if you know he admitted that but he's like constantly going I, I let me see let me see what anthony camille is fucking putting out right now oh uh, sorry compound bo- compound boss every, every every day you know it's some it's something else and you know it, 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 the opening anthony crowd are the ones that like you know started really using that whole uh um, you know, like, you know, when, whenever, like, a black guy says he didn't do nothing, they use didn't do nothing, whatever, so they call, so, 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 like, I noticed that from, like, 2014 to 2015, when I, when I had gone to the Opie subreddit to kind of catch up on what was going on in the comedy world, even though I'd kind of, like, just go by the fucking, because, like, there weren't all fucking assholes in there, there were some people that would be arguing with some of these guys, but they would always get downvoted, but... I never really commented much. Oh, when I would comment, they knew it was me. They they knew it was me because I would be saying the same shit on Twitter about Anthony Camilla, so they knew it was me when talking about how they're trying to make Anthony a fucking uh, a fucking hero. Then they turned on him, which I th- think is like you know just I personally think it was just a uh, a ploy, just like a lot of Stern fans who are against Stern but are not really against him. Just looking at some of the tweets he put out. Hold on. Oh, see, see, Anthony's putting out. Uh, 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 Anthony's putting out. Uh, uh, from Reddit, somebody posted on Reddit. Where Howard is talking about how these how these girlfriends have become like want to become famous and all that, and then they have it like narrated over, uh, over um over um like footage of Beth and Howard basically basically proving it you know him. Uh, needs one. He needs. He needs. So, so let me see one thing. Imagine you're a young woman in the prime of your life. And this woman must have been desperate for some sort of fame or money or something to marry such a slug. A man who abandoned his wife and three children. Miserable wretch. Of course, wants a trophy wife because his self-esteem is so low. He needs one. He needs he needs a trophy wife. Every guy would love a trophy wife, but he needs one because he's a filthy pig. And his career, I mean, what's it like to have once been the number one guy in New York What's it like to have your ratings, your self-esteem, and everything ripped away? So you've got to find a young woman who somehow could feed your ego. But every night when he climbs on top of her, he knows. You think it's every night? Yeah, maybe not. 
Well, every morning, her, you know, I don't care how much money he has, every morning. Oh. I mean, the corpse that he is, that poor young girl has to spread her legs every morning is Halloween. <laughs> she has Halloween, the horror of Halloween. What kind of monster is going to be in bed with me this There's morning? no trick. It's only, uh, there's no treat. There's only a trick when, uh, when he gets in bed. It's a trick. It's a cruel trick. I'm sure when she was growing up and she was so beautiful, her parents said, gee, one day... I thought she had an illustrious uh, future ahead of her. Well, I guess she opted for the cash. So I don't know, I don't know who he's talking about in that clip, but it was narrated by... And that's what always makes me think that like a lot of these celebrities know that they're going to be hypocrites by the end of their career. So it kind of like they're setting the fucking seeds for this. Like, I always believe that Howard knew he would go... Um, you know, I... Let me see. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just weird. You, you want to talk about fuck again? You no, know, I was mentioning the bow wow shit with. Um, oh, I was mentioning the uh, bow wow. Uh, get kind of trying to get into wrestling. I'm wondering because if bow wow is just like this meme now, you know what I mean? Because a lot of a lot of rappers who are like you know were like you know popping at one point have now become like memes. Like Ja Rule is clearly someone that's gets paid to be, like, somebody part of these controversies, whether it's Firefest, whether it's doing, like, a, a fucking, you know, local commercial for a fucking Italian place or something like that, Italian restaurant, or, you know, whatever, like, him just chiming in on anything. But, um, b- by the way, there was some guy that, uh, said that he was owed money, 760000 uh, from from the Robin Hood app. And apparently he he wasn't doing like stock st- stock trading. He was doing he was doing something else. But it would have fixed itself out apparently. But before he did it, he committed suicide. Uh, before the, it could be fixed, and now his parents are suing Robin Hood. The you know, which I I don't know where that's gonna go. Again, like all the stuff that I talked about prior, and I had like you know I I I may have sounded like a little bit like not knowledgeable. I mean that's being way too generous for describing. Anything that I fucking say, because not knowledgeable is not one of the fucking options. It's not, you know what I mean? You, you have to put other in when you're check bo- checkboxing description of what I fucking put out. But yeah, no, um, I don't know why I mentioned that, but I guess, you know, uh, with the, with the bow out, with the bow out shit, um, um, I was saying that, you know, maybe he actually genuinely wants to be, because he genuinely wants to be in the wrestling thing. Because he's like interacting, he he seems knowledgeable about it. I don't know if his people are kind of just like helping him tweet out like the like you know what 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 he should name drop and all that kind of shit. But now it's kind of seeming like like he it's 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 supposed to be booked as a joke basically. Like he sees Bad Bunny getting fucking cultural relevance re, uh, relevance from it. So now what's it called? He wants to be part of that. You know what I mean and. I know he him shit him shit talking T bar yesterday was fucking hilarious. I'm not gonna fucking lie. And again, uh, speaking of wrestling, um, Twitter. Guess who's back on fucking Twitter? Val Venus. Just in time for the news about Gabby Tuft, the former Tyler Rex, uh, getting a you know, uh, uh, transitioning into a woman. And uh, you know. <laughs> And again, I said this guy's not gonna fucking last long. He's not gonna last longer than fucking twelve hours. Can't get locked or something like that. 
but now he's like getting getting canceled from being making appearance. So now he's claiming communism is canceling him. When I don't know, man, it seems like capitalism is really canceling you. But okay. But again, you know, again, I I couldn't tell you what the fuck ca- communism or capitalism really is. I just know that it's always being used. Um. You know, I I don't know. It just feels fucking weird, whatever, with uh, a lot of the shit that's going on, with Val Venus on Twitter. You know, he, I mean, I mean, how, how is he fucking censored if he's, like, he has another account that he has that he, that he kind of hasn't been, he used since 2008, and then he has another one, that the Val Venus Ent, Entertainment one, and then he's uh, pretending like he's the, getting, can- like, if, if, you're, if you're so canceled, then how would you be able to come back online then? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just feels like a market. It's like all these guys are fucking just making it seem like that. So that, like, when, like, something fucked, fucked up happens, they're going to align with whatever fucked up shit happens because they're going to use that as revenge for being canceled. And that's where all these cancellations are really going. But I don't even know. Like, I don't fucking understand, man. I, I, I don't understand half this fucking shit that's going on. Let me see what he's up to on Twitter right now. Let me see. Let me see what he's... Uh... I mean, he's advertising that he's on Gab, you know what I mean? So, I mean, if, if he doesn't want to be censored, then why would you come back on, a, on an app where, you know, you're not be Like, you know, you, that you don't fucking like whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. Like, I don't understand why these, these right-wing guys. That's why it always seems like a fucking, you know. I guess I remember Val Venus was trying to do, uh, like, you know, this libertarian cannabis fucking thing that he was doing. Like, I, I wonder if he, like, doesn't, like, I wonder if, if there's going to be a road for redemption for him. And maybe he, like, you know, because a lot of these wrestlers do have CTE. And maybe maybe that's, like, kind of made him go down this fucking road of being... Lumped in with people that are giving him fucking the propaganda talking points, where he thinks that like you know like you know like where he thinks that like 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 someone like him is 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 at a is in danger of something whatever and it and it feels like he's been kind of like been manipulated into thinking this. I don't know if he's fully aware of what he is like 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 really really saying and all that. Because sometimes it just seems like really really irrational fucking shit like that. I would be doing. In 2011, 2012, and all that kind of shit, I would be, like, losing my mind where it kind of, like, you know, scared off a lot of fucking people, which I, I, don't, I don't blame them, because I was not, mentally, I was not in a good fucking place. Now, it's just physically, I'm not really in a good place. Mentally, I'm a little bit better than I was prior, but, you know, people are trying to, you know, get that down, you know what I mean, with, like, you know, stuff on, that's why you gotta avoid fucking Periscope. Because, you know, like, that app is, like, discontinuing, which I don't think it will, maybe. But it feels like, you know, because of that, people are worried, so now people are amping up the fucking drama. And I think a lot of people are fucking invested in something, like, something something, something for me, something to happen where I get lured back into it. And I'm just there to fucking chill, but, like... Like, one of the guys that used to be on the the podcast, or was a regular on my Periscope, Chula... 
he got banned off fucking Periscope, so this is the last account that's there, so you can't, you can't make a new one, apparently, right? So, like, I mean, he's one of the guys that I would like to fucking talk to and chill with on there, even though, like, some people who, you know, I, I don't really fuck with come in and try to fucking rifle my fucking feathers, um, because, like, you know what I mean, like, a lot of these, like, cause again, open, it's opened up where, where Trulo's not gonna just block fucking people who might, like, you know, like, be Trump, Trump supporters, like, cause, like, the politics not really discussed in his lives, whatever, so he's not really doing a head count of who the Trumps, he just kind of just, like, lets people call in and chill, and if they're rude to him, he just hangs up on them, whatever, right, but I think when people see me on the beam, they want to fucking try to, you know, get get on me about something, so I just try to, I just try to avoid it, you know what I mean, so it's like people, pe people are looking for me to, like, really snap on that app, and I just kind of uh, keep to my, I try to keep, like, you know, keep it, it, it like, with that guy Taz Scope, he, he always blocked all the trolls, so, there's, like, m max five fucking people in his life sometimes, whatever, right, so, so it's kind of cool to, like, just be in there, we're just talking about music and wrestling and all that kind of stuff, I know to most people that might just be boring because there's not drama going on, but, I mean, I just think it's kind of hacky to kind of always invest in drama shit, but people don't, but the thing is, people who might go, oh, maybe he's right, they get talked, they, they get a talking to from some of the other fucking trolls who will tell them, like, you know, yo, 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 this is what's interesting, so you're kind of constantly, like, looking to, like, you know, please, like, the people who are looking for the most toxic and most dramatic shit to happen on that fucking app, really. But, but by the way, this is weird, because I saw this on Reddit, and then also, like, uh, also Post Wrestling made mention of this also, but I saw this on Reddit, because I, I guess on Twitter, somebody posted about it and put, put a video, but it was, like, the, it's always weird when they do those anniversaries for, like, the odd numbers of, like, you know what I mean? Like, for example, this, this anniversary is from 99, and then all of a sudden people are talking, like, why weren't people talking about it in 2019 when it was a 20-year anniversary? Maybe they were, maybe I wasn't paying attention, but... For some reason, it, it, some of these, like, you know, anniversaries get focused on during odd years, but, like, it was, like, the anniversary yesterday of Raw coming to Toronto for Monday Night Raw, I think, for the, for, I mean, technically, it wasn't the first time if you, because, again, they did a house show, 97, and they, and then that was, like, the first Monday Night Raw that they kind of, that was the first Monday Night Raw that they aired, a two-hour Raw was Toronto house show matches. They didn't show the main event of that house show, which was, the I think, the first time I ever seen a triple threat ever advertised in WWE. You know what I mean? I know, I know they existed, a triangle match existed in ECW and all that, but it was like Shawn Michaels, Sid, and Bret Hart uh, for that match. But, like, the main event of, of the Raw, that the, the portion they showed was the, te the, the tornado match between Ahmed Johnson and Undertaker versus Vader and Mankind, essentially. That was the... Or was it Farouk and Mankind? I don't know. It makes more sense if it was Vader, because Vader and Mankind were like a tag team. But, like, yeah, they're doing, like, you know what I mean? That kind of shit. But, but yeah, so the, the 99 Raw was like the first actual Monday Night Raw episode that came to Canada. And I never used to want to go to these shows, because I never knew how wild it was going to be. I didn't know if, like, you know, I would get fucking scared at some of the fucking, like, you know, some of the wrestling fans. Because, again, the 90s were a wild fucking time. And I'm a fucking little loser who would probably get fucking scared. Also, like, I don't live near a downtown area, right? So, I, you know, you don't want to bring your fucking parents to a fucking an Attitude Era show. It was already kind of w worse enough that I, I, my dad took me to a house show. 
And like, and again, that's easy because like, there's no storylines going on. But even he wasn't like, like impressed with like a new porn star character. And I'm trying to, and because he was a Rick Rude fan, I'll try to tell him that no, 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 this is the modern day Rick Rude kind of right. But I remember some of my friends went down, um, like like on their like not like together, but like with the, with family friends or just like whatever. But I remember like there was a guy named Russell Oliver who was like a, a jeweler in Canada. He actually came to one of the fucking block, Ronnie block parties. Like, when I was supposed to go for one day, like, they came for two days. I missed the first day because I was trying to avoid it. And what was it called? Like, what, 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 one of the associates was trying to get me to come to the next day one, whatever. Which, was like, you know, again, it was kind of a, a fucking mistake, to, to tell you the truth. In some ways. Even though I, I surely got mad because the fans were chanting for my fucking name. During the fucking during his performance, he had to stop. He goes, "Okay, you say you'll come up after I'm done, all right?" And then I had an arm wrestle with Ronnie, but whatever. Russell Oliver was there, but he was also at Monday Night Raw when you know what I mean. And if you're if you're a Canadian, you know who Russell Oliver is. I know most Americans probably won't know who the fuck he is, but like you know, he he promised money for the best sign, and apparently, like it's kind of interesting to hear John Pollock's take on because John Pollock was there apparently. And he said that, like, he threw money, he threw all this money around to different different areas. And, like, Pollock caught fucking $50, which I was like, damn, that's crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Because for a 15-year-old like me, I would have been like, yo, 50, 50 fucking dollars, that's fucking nuts. But then, um, but no, but one of, my, my, one of my, my friends told me when it first happened, he goes, yeah, he goes, I saw Russell Oliver trying to give away money. And then when he was trying to walk away, a couple of people tried to fucking jump him for his money or whatever. But like, they got taken care of. I mean, just the visual of it was fucking hilarious. You know what I mean? But yeah, apparently, like, and I, remember, I remember that, Rob, because it was like the one time that Canada was more at an advantage than, than the U.S., because we would always have to watch it preempted for a long time before it became a weekly lively live thing on on TSN. We got like a, a live version like during ninety five ninety six, but then like when the Brian Pillman shit happened, they had to change it up because uh, um, the new it was on the new VR it was called, and then what happened was they had to change it up because of like the complaints. So what happened was they would never show a live episode after a pay per view. And just showed the taped version, tape the, the the rest of the tapings of the following week. They would rearrange the orders, and they would have a Canadian commentary team with Kevin Kelly and I forget who else. I mean, I think maybe Doc Hendrick, Michael Hayes, maybe maybe or maybe Jim Cornette. I don't know, but like I was really pissed off because there was one time where you know it's clearly that Bradshaw's talking to Vince McMahon. But then, like, they're, like the, the, Kevin Kelly is doing an interview with uh, Bradshaw. It's probably Vince McMahon basically doing it on the, on the U.S. feed, right? And basically, when, uh, when Bradshaw goes, yeah, I'll see you next week, McMahon. I'll, I'll go, we'll see what happens next week, McMahon. And Kevin Kelly is like, oh, my God, he's so out of it. He called me McMahon. It's like, oh, my God, dude. And, and then so the TSN would be airing at 12 a.m., Whatever, but I wanted to watch it live, so like then I had to watch TSN's feed for the longest time afterwards, which would come on at twelve at midnight and then four p.m. on Tuesdays. Um, you know what I mean? And you know I would try, I would try to watch it before going to school. One time it was the ECW invasion, and it wasn't gonna come on at four p.m. on Tuesday. It was coming on at one p.m. only. Like if for some reason it didn't come on at twelve a.m. either, so I remember I fucking pretended to be sick. So I wouldn't go to school, so I could fucking watch the ECW invasion, uh, uh, in in ninety seven and stuff like that. Uh, when they invaded the Manhattan Center and shit like that. But yeah, no, it's just crazy because like it's all like in in so in 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 uh, in um, 
uh, in Canada, we were getting that that show live. I think the, 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 there was like some preemptive thing that was going on the USA Network. So USA Network got it on Saturday. And I was always interested to hear the Saturday show because I wanted to see how much they edited. Because like when, when, when it was airing live on Canada, they were making, we're live here on Monday for uh, on TSN. So they obviously had to change some of the fucking shit that's going on, right? But I just thought it was kind of a cool memory, going down memory lane. But it, it wasn't even that great of a Raw. I mean, I'm sure people enjoyed it for... I wish I really did go to, to the 2001 Raws that were in Canada. I just... I, I, I never wanted to... I don't know, man. I, I started going after the Attitude Era, really, for television shows and all that. Like, you know what I mean? I kind of wish I could go back in time and just fucking... You know, like, you know, kind of, like, being more of an abrasive fucking, like, be more of a, an aggressive fan to try and go down to these things, whatever. But I was just too fucking scared, you know, of, like, me getting my ass kicked or something like that, you know? Um, but, yeah, that was, like, the, the I guess, the, the 22nd, anniversary, 22nd anniversary of the Toronto Raw. I don't know why it's, like, being brought up now, all the, like, 22 anniversary... Like, are you going to do an anniversary for The Rock cutting a promo on, you know, Toronto? I, I saw that on Twitter, and then I saw that mentioned on Reddit. And then, conveniently, John Pollock and them mentioned it on their podcast. Um, you know. Okay, yo, oh, shit. Oh fuck! That guy that that, that I mentioned earlier in the podcast, who was saying that it, uh, the Canadian radio stations and all that, apparently Sunday night's main event, the channel fired everyone, so there's gonna be no live Sunday night's main event wrestling shows anymore. So I won't again, and, and I'm on a Patreon, and I'm on a fucking Patreon. Of I mean, I might have to now, you know, eventually when I get some money to fucking together, but. That sucks because I I did enjoy like I did enjoy like my limited experience with what I got from Agnew and Levansky and Joe and uh, and bartender Dave and all those guys that were you know what I mean so I might now have to go to the fucking Patreon which I I, I was intending to do anyway to just fuck I had no fucking clue that this was happening this is how fucking out of the loop I can't keep up with all this fucking information that's going on anymore man like, I I really I really I really can't I I really can uh. You know, um, you know, I, I just, let me mark this down for later. Hold on a second. Um, so I guess there's more mergers are being done that I don't understand. I know they got rid of this guy, this new sh the show that was infamous in Canada called Tim and Sid. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't know, man. It just seems like now Canada is kind of, you know... You know how I say that? It, it, all that all that merger stuff, eventually, like, all that stuff that happens in America eventually comes down to Canada. We normally get it late, like, you know, terrorism, MTV, you know, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, you know, corporate mergers and all that type of shit. I don't know, man. It's just a weird fucking time. Again, and again, yo, with this Bad Bunny stuff, I'm going to cover this right now because, again, I don't really want to fucking... Again, this is, like, one of the most forced controversies I've ever fucking seen. This is way more forced than the fucking Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B shit. 
Like, this is such a forced fucking... Uh, like, again, like, people... People, like, again, I don't really see many people taking shots about the Bad Bunny thing. But everyone just... All the pro WWE shills just keep bringing it up more and more. Like, like and then when you bring up, okay, well, Bad but the, the ratings aren't really improving or whatever, right? Which is a valid argument because isn't that supposed to increase viewership? It's like, no, that's not what it means, man. It's not what it fucking means, you know. It's not all about just fucking rating. And I understand that there's stuff on social media where it'll get traction from his fans and all that kind of shit. But it just feels like this whole... Whenever, they, whenever WWE shows try to do this whole wrestling bubble thing, it, to me, it's a fucking lie. I think more people are aware of wrestling behind the fucking scenes. It just, it's never been a popular thing to hype up. Because if, if smart people start focusing on it, you can make correlations between wrestling and the real world. So the, so even the WWE shills who will always big up like all the big money all the big money deal that they're fucking getting, still somehow don't fucking they want to put the internet down by telling them that like the, like the thing that they want is not is not like relevant to mainstream and we're in the fucking bubble. Just so you can excuse WWE for fucking doing whatever they do. And you can always tell when these shills are... Again, I feel more bad for them. Because, like, like they're compromised people who have probably got turned out behind the fucking scenes. And now they're taking their fucking anger out on the rest of the fucking wrestling fans. Are there a contingent of assholes who are just fucking racist? Who don't want any fucking hip-hop or any other fucking music than whatever fucking hardcore rock song that they fucking want? Uh, yeah, obviously, those people are fucking assholes, you know what I mean, I, and and they can, be, you know, f- fuck them, whatever, but I just noticed that, you know, people are going way, 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 way out of their fucking mind for this whole Bad Bunny thing, and I understand there's people that hate it, but the people who are also, like, getting really aggressively defensive about this thing, it's like, did you motherfuckers book the fucking, did you book him or something like that? Like, did you, like, have a say in in, in this shit where now you have to pretend like you're a big fucking big bad bunny, bad bunny fan? And I don't even fucking like the guy, but, like, but, like, because these shills are, like, like, just making it fucking a nonstop issue. Like, making it a nonstop fucking issue. It's making me go, you know what, I don't want to be, I don't even want to listen to bad bunny's fucking music anymore. You know what I mean? Like, like, he's just, holy shit, man, like, shut the fuck up already. Okay, fine, he's doing it, man, and, and and I'm digging him kind of being aligned with Priest. It's always been done in wrestling, you know what I mean? Cindy Lauper, a, a lot of people, like, William Shatner used to get involved in wrestling. He would be part of random angles when, you know what I mean? Like, like celebrities have always fucking gotten involved. I don't understand. Maybe because of a celebrity that you don't fucking like, you're making a big deal, but people who are also making a big deal and getting defensive about it, you're also kind of assholes too. Like, you really are. Like you're like 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 you guys are 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 really like like you get your corporate talking points from fucking a memo you get in the fucking email allegedly from what I fucking think with the co- and then you come out and you fucking start spewing fucking nonsense against everyone else whenever anything else catches traction you gotta fucking shit on it but then when somebody doesn't like fucking Bad Bunny fucking being on their wrestling program you're gonna fucking flip your fucking lid and fucking act like a little bitch about it. Go, go go wash your fucking private areas or something like that, man. Go go, go wash the Fromunda cheese under your fucking nuts. Like stop fucking like 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 projecting your your your, your quote unquote cool and stop using elitist elitist shit to fucking dunk on fucking other fucking wrestling fans because you're getting money. 
And because you're not really happy getting the money, you're 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 getting the money. You can look like you're having a, having freedom, but you're really just kind of being a fucking placeholder. And they gave you that money not because you work hard, but because you're easy to control. They don't give you. They don't allow people in the system, uh, in 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 their little clubhouse, uh, for the hard work that they do. Maybe on some fucking level, but mostly it's because they keep you under fucking control. Because you're kept under control. You know what I mean? You know. And and a lot of these guys, whether it's AEW or WWE, whatever, a lot of these guys who are online personalities are really good. Like you can already tell, like they're they're on the the way that they always kind of blame the fans first and and tell the fans that they're not relevant and all that kind of shit. It's like it's like it's like it's like if they're not relevant, then why would you be addressing them? Why are you constantly in the fucking rest, like the wrestling Discord business then if you, they're not relevant to you? I, I just never understood. I never understand that. So it's like it's it's like it's like you you're always saying that because people are gonna criticize what you're gonna be doing if you fucking make it, and 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 you can't handle the fucking criticism because you don't have enough of a thick fucking skin. You get fucking sensitive because you think anyone coming between the money and all that type of shit is 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 an asshole. Like a a a, a, a lot of these, a lot of these people who have like regular regular ass jobs and shit are some of the most immature fucking minded people on the fucking planet. Just just admit that online is another fucking way that you make fucking money because then this whole notion of like you're not being invested online and all that type of shit is just complete fucking bullshit. Really, if you want to be if you want you want my complete honest fucking opinion about that. Just like fucking Jim Cornette with, you know, uh, you know, he's like shitting on, uh, first of all, he's like calling, um, m- m- is her name Mackie Ito or is it Makai Ito? I, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not really good, but again, I'm excited because I like, uh, inclusion of J- Japanese talents from all over the world. It makes it feel like, like, like WCW where they would have Japanese talents come in and it would be, you know what I mean? Even WWE in the mid nineties would have some Japanese talents from the women. You know what I mean? Still one of my favorite Survivor Series, um, elimination matches was like this women's match where it featured a predominantly a lot of J- Japanese women where Alundra Blaze was like, you know, teamed up with some of them and then they're, they're against, you know, and again, this is my first time I ever saw Aja Khan and I, Aja Kong and I thought, oh my God, this this wrestling is dope, whatever. You know what I mean? It was like one of the best matches on that fucking card. It, it was it was that one, and it was the one about uh the one the opening match, where like you know Marty Janetti and one two like Marty Janetti, uh Hakushi, Barry Horowitz, um uh they were against one two three. Kid. I forget what the fucking team was, man. But that opener was good, and then the Bret Hart versus Diesel match was fucking dope. I remember the rest of the matches weren't really that fucking great, you know, as far as work rate-wise. But I always enjoyed that pay-per-view, though, Toyota 95. That was, like, one of my favorite pay-per-views. I, li- I like the whole wild card element where, like, heels and faces were on the same team. And I thought that was kind of copying WCW's, like, Battle Bowl, kind of, where, like, you have people teaming with each other that might not like each other. I just like how it was done back then, you know. But Cornette's shitting on, you know, uh, saying, oh, another f- uh, f- uh, another fetish type of shit of, uh, you know, oh, what did he say to the girl? Hold on a second. Let me see. Let me go on my, let me go on the, on the CM Punk account, the, 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 the parody CM Punk account that I have that, you know, uh, that, that he didn't block me on yet. Uh, let me see what he said exactly. 
all to eagles fault the ego let me see what he said hold on but this, but Jim Cornette's a fucking like. It's clear now that this guy, like, he's a good wrestling manager, and he's a, a good. Um, so, anyways, he's a good wrestling manager and a good wrestling mind. But obviously, this guy is a piece of shit. Like, he clearly just does a podcast just to shit on fucking AEW. And it's like if you really hate the wrestling business and what it's become and all that, you know what I mean. There's one thing about like talking about like oh how you improve it and what kind of things you would do, which he sometimes does. But when you like completely just disregard like people being excited for fucking the new Japan invasion and how it's not going to become a big deal because oh nobody knows who these guys are because you you know why? Because back then with the call when you sold your fucking soul, it was a lot fucking a lot a lot larger fucking stakes. I know people sell their soul now, but but it isn't. It doesn't mean as much now as it did back fucking then. That's why fucking those guys are quote unquote bigger stars because they're willing to fucking compromise themselves. All right. You 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 want oh this is why this is why uh, they became bigger stars. This is why they became. Anyways, so this Maki Ito uh, uh, woman goes. I am the I am the I am I am the god of love and piss. You know what I mean? I, again, I don't. I, I, I. She has like a maid, like a little maid outfit on, whatever, whatever. But I guess like that's her personality. I, I follow her on Twitter. I don't. I seen her wrestle once or twice, whatever. So I followed her, whatever. And and the thing is like you know what I mean. So obviously this is like her humor. Like nothing wrong with that, right? Then Jim Cornette replies to her, and Twinkle Toes gets another. Uh, uh, he's talking about Kenny Omega, and, and Twinkle Toes gets uh, another one of his fetishes, a job on TV while many talented pro wrestlers sit idle. Better brush up on being a deity of shit, cause she'll be she'll be seeing plenty on AEW TV. And then she go, and then she replied to him by going, "I am diet, diety of shit," and and she's covered, she's covered in like a a photo shoot of her covered in shit. I guess, I don't know what her fucking character is. I don't know, you know what I mean. But she sounds interesting. But then when when the and then when when somebody was fucking uh, uh calling him out, basically Jim Cornette's using an Eminem fucking insult. I don't know if that was the, I I I don't know if it was because in Eminem's album right in that song uh tone deaf he goes. I, Goes, I'm. I got an ear infection, and I can't, f- can't figure it out. So he, he, uh, he, he did the same type of diss to like this guy he's replying to, and goes, I can't hear you. I got an ear infunction. Like when you're quoting Eminem, when Jim Cornette's quoting like you know maybe an Eminem line, maybe just log the fuck off of the internet for a while. But he, but but again, everyone excuses his bigotry. You know, again, I gave my theories in the past of why they excuse his bigotry because. You know, when when you're like you know uh you know uh, uh you know they they don't the wrestling business doesn't like when somebody is out of the closet and you know being themselves and people will make fun like even people in the wrestling business will make fun of them and stuff like that. But when you're kind of a closet again, this is legit because I'm looking I'm going by what Kenny King said right when Kenny King was kind of calling him out because you know he up for his racist shit. And then he kind of you know said something about your 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 underwear being shit stained and all that, kind of alluding to him being a fucking closeted or something like that, right? And then people got more mad at Kenny King, but not mad at Jim Cornette for being racist. 
But, like, you know, whenever, like, you know, somebody who's, like, a closeted dude who has to pretend like he's an edgelord, like he's being a straight edgelord kind of in a way, like, they, they, they'll just be, they'll, they'll be kind of outraged, but they'll still let it go on. So, like, I know it's, like, a lot, a, lot, a lot of those guys exist where, like, they can pretend to be, like, this, like, they'll cosplay a fucking straight guy. But, like, because, like, they're gay and they're behind the scenes, like, the upper echelon of the, L, like, you know, the LGBTQ community of the upper echelon part will fucking let them fucking you know be, kind of do their diatribe because then it's under the guise of them being straight essentially so like it kind of takes heat off of them essentially you know what i mean and and and, and, and that's done a, you can't point it out though because you can only point out when someone's a homophobe and all that kind of shit you know what i mean where someone where even though like they got to generalize their point about the lg the upper echelon the lgbtq community you know but again jim Cornette can get away with whatever the fuck he wants you know that's, that's what he's allowed to fucking do um, let me, uh, let me, uh, let me take a break. Let me go to Raw. Let me go to the Raw stuff. I'll, I'll recap a little bit of what happened on Raw. I'll try to go through it fast. Even though I never go through it fast because then I feel like by going, going through it too fast then I'm kind of cheating the audience. But, but then I realize I don't have an audience so it doesn't really fucking matter. You know, I'm just speaking, I'm just kind of getting, I guess, I think people will prefer this because then it, it, it beats me going on my fucking timeline and fucking going nuts over there about shit, you know what I mean? So, that's, that's, that's all it is, really. Just give me a minute. A great speech, epic speech, dare I say, it reeked of awesomeness. You have so many decisions to make, but you've always been the ultimate opportunist. And I know that you are waiting for the perfect opportunity to strike. Me, I've always been more of a strategist. So let's strategize, shall we? Even if you're grand comeback leads to you winning a wwe championship or universal championship at wrestlemania i'll be there with this and i will cash in my money in the bank contract on you and i will leave wrestlemania as champion welcome back Miz, do you know who you're talking to? I'm the guy who put that Money in the Bank briefcase on the map. I know a thing or two about the Money in the Bank. I know that at WrestleMania, as soon as I raise that championship over my head, I need eyes in the back of my head. But in case I forgot, you just reminded me. I'm out here as the master manipulator keeping three world champions on high alert, and you just told me what you're going to do? You need to worry about the chamber. You definitely need to worry about Damian Priest. Hell, you need to worry about Bad Bunny. See, I'm out here playing high-stakes poker. You're playing old maid. There are fundamental differences with the way we think. I think at a different level than you. You're content with being awesome? I'm not. Did that 20 years ago. You want to talk about being champion? Well, I need to see this story through. I need to be champion. Notice the difference? Think about it. 
Okay, so let me uh, let me get to the fucking Monday Night Raw shit. Uh, again, in the beginning, you heard Nia, the Nia Jax thing, and now uh, you heard the Edge thing for this one, but I'll get into it. You know what I mean? If, if you watch Raw, you probably know. I mean, you're probably confused when you heard the opening fucking audio that I put of Nia Jax, whatever, but I mean, listen. I mean, it is what it is, right? But, um, yeah, so let me just go through some of the stuff that, you know, caught my eye on Raw. You know what I mean? I'm not, again, I'm not going through, like, move per move, especially with Raw's atrocious booking that see, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, the, the ma- there was, like, some highlights of good matches there, but then, like, just some of the booking, like, you know, having, like, a like a best of fucking five without unofficially making it, you know what I mean? Just every fucking week, it just seems more and more shitty with, 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 with the way they book. So last week they said uh, that we're getting Drew and Sheamus. And people are already critical of, like, how they kind of went about that. Because, like, okay, they've kind of already kind of teased it. They kind of already teased they teased that for, like, a couple of months. But then the, 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 the heel turn came out of nowhere, really, because they didn't really address it the last couple of weeks. And I understood it because Drew had fucking COVID. So maybe that kind of killed it. They had to kind of speed it up. So you're thinking, okay, what's it called? Uh... You know, they're going to Drew and Shane, uh, Drew and Sheamus, and, you know, that will be, you know, that that will be it. Like, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the chamber matches will probably be who gets a title shot for the belt that isn't being contested. But since Edge is not making his decision, so now they decided randomly to make the fucking chamber match for the world title match. Which is okay, fine, but then, like, you're already promoting Edge versus fucking Drew McIntyre for the fucking main event. For the world title. Now everyone's getting sick of that fucking feud already. By the way, I never mentioned this, but like... Remember how Edge destroyed Christian, Flair, Big Show, and all these... You know, all these... Shawn Michaels and all that shit? In the... In the... I forget... I forget which one... Which event it was. Was it, uh... The... The ambulance... It was the ambulance match at... Not Payback. It was probably at, um... It was probably at, um... I want to say Night of Champions, I think. Basically, Christian and those guys, like, Christian and all of them kind of helped. Like, in different parts of the matches, they would come in and they kind of get a revenge. I thought it was going to end up being Edge Returns in the end of it to kind of, like, you know, continue that feud to go on. But then Randy Orton ended up winning it uh, in uh, in, uh, in uh, Hell in the Cell. And then, you know, he lost it on the Raw before Survivor Series. But um, I remember like one thing that when 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 the next day after the ambulance match when Randy Orton wanted to get his revenge, while Christian, Shawn Michaels, Big Show, and Ric Flair are chilling backstage, Edge got like uh, Randy Orton got the fucking um, the custodian the, the 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 guys who worked there, he 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 posed himself as a custodian undercover, because he was kind of let go out out of the building. And all of a sudden, he walks, he puts his goggles on. Like, it's supposed to be night vision goggles. And he goes into the room, and then they're all just sitting there, like, stunned. He turns light off, and you hear him, like, swinging the chairs and all that. I never really mentioned that, but that was, like, like it was, like, one of the funniest fucking moments. But, I, you know what I mean? But now that Drew and fucking Randy Orton have kind of rekindled their feud, basically. But the guy who introduced this fucking thing, who introduced that is going to be for the title, was, you know, Adam Pearce brought out Shane McMahon to do it. And then AJ Styles came in, and AJ, you know, she, I, I thought Shane Man's going to come in for, like, a longer promo, but he just came in to introduce the competitors, which is Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, um, Miz, 
and AJ Styles that are going to be a part of the the Elimination Chamber. And it's like, th- like, like, like at least three out of the five of them have been fucking losing nonstop on television, and they get title shots. It's, it's, it's always been one thing about the Royal Rumble thing that I've always kind of disliked that kind of takes away from the build of it. It's like when they have the champion fucking have to defend it, and then the belt does change hands. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Undertaker had the title, and then, you know, Jericho got it, you know what I mean? And conveniently, it's Jericho versus Edge, even though that was built up for a while, in a way. But then, they're like, oh, now we've got Edge versus Jericho. But, like, it's, like, with, like, four weeks left to WrestleMania, you know what I mean? And I just feel like when they do these things, I don't know, man. It just, it, it doesn't come across well to me. It makes it seem like the Royal Rumble winner doesn't mean shit, really. And and for and for a while, in the, in, in the early 2010s, it, it, it kind of seemed that way. You know, some of the winners that we saw. But again, it's it's whatever, you know. Like, I mean, what, what are we going to fucking do? So then AJ Styles comes down and he gives Adam Pearce, like, props. Even though he's been calling him a dumbass for the, for the last while. And then him and Jeff Hardy had a fucking match. Which was probably the highlight, which was one of the highlights of, of, of a match on Raw. But before they even went to Hardy and Jeff Hardy... Uh, Drew McIntyre was kind of pissed at Shane McMahon about not like about um, not informing him, and, and and props for this. They actually remember that Drew had Drew McIntyre. I kind of forgot for a bit that Drew McIntyre kind of had an association with Shane McMahon when it seemed like he was forming his own group in two thousand nineteen for a bit, when like the, like everyone can go in every fucking brand basically when they're being brand lenient, and it was like Drew McIntyre and then the. Uh, um, uh, what was it, even Corbin? Even no, 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 it was like the FDR. You know what I mean? Like they seemed like they were kind of creating a fucking uh, 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 a fucking new stable with those guys. But you know, it, it ended up being like nothing. It was like back. I in two thousand when they kind of had Shane McMahon in the summer of two thousand when Mick Foley was the uh, general manager. He kind of started making a, a little mini group with Edge and Christian Benoit and Big Show. For like for a little bit, like I just say, oh wow, this is actually like you know this is this this could be something cool, whatever. But it ended up going nowhere, basically. You know what I mean? But um. But then yeah, so so then Sheamus was fucking pissed at Pierce because uh, he he's like you know he had the, he's the right he, I mean like like he he just got, I mean he turned on his fucking friend to get he if he waited a week he could have fucking just got the title shot and still pretend that he was Drew McIntyre's friend essentially. But, like, he was pissed off about it, I guess. I get, I get you, you're going to hear a crazy story about how the fucking creative is, like, out of control and Vince McMahon's losing his mind over something and then they had to change it last fucking minute. There'll, there'll be a story that's involved with this that's going to kind of, like, make people go, oh, look, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, what the called WWE doesn't know what they're doing, but they do, even if it means that they have to fucking, uh, you know, always kind of dumb down their fucking product for some fucking reason. But, um, but, um, hold on a second. Uh, what the hell, man? Hold on. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, get the fucking, uh, no, hold on, uh, Trying to, you know, holy shit, man! It created bold for some reason. 
Alright, yeah, okay. So then, yeah. So, so, so AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy, that was, like, a really, really good match. Like, for some reason, like, when, like, they put Jeff Hardy in these cold matches and cold feuds... And he ends up always like over delivering in some of these ones. Some of the some of some of the matches doesn't seem like he really gives a shit. Really, you know what I mean? Especially when they're putting him in like a nonstop matches with Elias and all that kind of shit. I guess that feud's done. But Jeff Hardy just nonchalantly came out. I wonder if there's gonna be, I wonder if there's gonna be somebody that I was thinking that with Drew McIntyre uh, facing Orton. I thought Fiend was gonna return at the end of the night, and it was gonna be like uh, you know it'd be an excuse to take out Orton. From the match because I mean you're, you're you're giving the guy a fucking title shot, which no one really I mean listen man they, they they had good matches it was a good feud for a bit but then they just over fucking did it like they always do with with Orton stuff, you know what I mean but I I thought that was one of Drew's uh, best feuds up until up until a while you know when you know, he, but I I mean they made him look strong with, with, with in in after summer like at SummerSlam he beat. Uh, Orton with a backslide, which people were like, I didn't, I didn't mind that because I thought that he kind of like countered the RKO and it was like a, a wrestling hold basically. But people were pissed about that. Then like the 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 payback, I think he actually uh, no, he wasn't in, he wasn't in payback because he was taken out because of uh, um, because of um, because Randy Orton punt kicked him like three times. And then Drew McIntyre returned to give him, like, three Claymores one night as well. And Keith Lee was, like, in the middle of all that type of shit. But people thought, you know, Keith Lee was going to go, like, somewhere really big because in Payback he beat Randy Orton one week within his main roster debut. But, you know, again, they and now Keith Lee is, like, you know, in, in, in mid-car territory and shit. You know? But, um, what else happened? Hold on a second, let me see. Um, yeah, so AJ Styles defeated Jeff Hardy with the fucking calf crusher, which I thought was a fucking... No, again, this the, the, this is one of the, the, the better matches, you know what I mean? Because if you've seen AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy wrestle in TNA, they always had kind of good chemistry, man. They, they I, I always felt when I wrestled their matches. I remember, like, when Jeff Hardy's first did in TNA in 2004, him and AJ Styles had a really dope match, I remember that, um... You know, but again, and, and and that wasn't even a motivated Jeff Hardy. I think that was like around the time when he was like, kind of like you know, I I know by two thousand three in WWE he was like not motivated at all towards that end of that run, and then when he came back in two thousand six, he was like really really motivated again, you know, and then you know, and then and then TNA the second run that he had in TNA there was like in the, you know after that whole Sting incident. You know he he he's got to redeem himself, and he 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 did well in in, the, in these in some of the matches, but I just felt like because there was almost backstage stuff with TNA that was going on that was taking precedent. I just felt like you know a lot a lot of the stuff that went around in the in the early early two thousand tens of TNA kind of gets overlooked because of the horrible shit that was going on behind the scenes with Eric Bischoff and um, Hogan kind of ruining things in my personal opinion, but whatever. And then uh, we got New Day versus Slapjack and fucking T-Bar. And again, I don't fucking give a shit about this match. Mustafa Ali was dope. Mustafa Ali was uh, really, really good on commentary. Even though I feel like his, like, the way, like, the way he fucking, his tone of voice is, it doesn't sound really authentic in how mad he is. You know what I mean? It sounds more like, 
like maybe kind of been around like brown people who've kind of like had that kind of like tone whatever whenever they're trying to like speak passionately about something but it comes across like a little bit more phonier and shit that's what it fucking comes across to me about i mean listen i i he did have he he did take over fucking raw raw, raw talk where he was trying to like you know uh speak about serious shit but then they had our truth kind of ruin it but and i think that's by 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 design basically where like you know what i mean like when like he's playing he's playing you know an oblivious guy again and Mustafa Ali is getting frustrated he goes you thought my name was Mustafa and then he, he starts talking about Lion King and all that type of stuff but Mustafa Ali was basically kind of making it seem like you know oh look the people people the producers are getting nervous that I'm talking about something and all that kind of shit and he's talking about giving given opportunity but in storyline is like you're given opportunity but your, your your team loses unless they're doing what I've been saying that in storyline that wrestling is kind of scripted within storyline and there's sports entertainment storylines essentially that that, that 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 gets done and maybe that, that like it's kind of like again i'll get i'll get into that with charlotte flair cause that's what i think is going on within storyline of charlotte flair basically you know what i mean but i mean like i don't know man i just don't know where this feud with mustafa ali and like xavier woods is going with new day and the retribution are fucking going like, i don't know if kofi's gonna get a match with mustafa ali it's like do i really fucking care like the, the the only thing that like has been saving it has been the social media aspect of what what because Co- kofi's been on fire on social media with how he's dissing with dissing mustafa ali on on, on that one you know what I mean? But, like, th- this match was okay. It was fine. But, like, it just... I, I tune out of these retribution matches. Especially when the feud feels so fucking empty. For, you know... For, you know, it, it feels so fucking weird, essentially. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. It just... It just... It just... I don't know. It, it just... Some of the booking really... It, it's, it's like being on Twitter saves it from being a, to- a total, complete shit fest, essentially. And then... And then Ric Flair comes out afterwards and he goes, uh... Oh, oh, what's it called? I, I don't take orders from any woman because Charlotte told me she had her business. But then, I don't know, people were dunking on 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 that aspect of it. Like, oh, what the call? He didn't take orders from a woman. But he, you know, he, 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 he kind of called the police because his wife beat him up in a domestic abuse situation or something like that. I don't understand what, what, what the deal with that is. But basically, he's saying that what the call? Everyone keeps talking about Charlotte. Mainly him. He's the one that's always talking about Charlotte. So everyone's talking about her, apparently. And he wants to, like, train somebody else, like Lacey Evans. So they're kind of leaning away from the, 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 the sexual innuendos of it. I don't know if it's because, you know, most of the audience would be grossed out by this. Or, you know, or the fact that maybe they're still playing coy about it. But, like, you know, um, I don't know. Uh, wait a minute. Second, hold on a second. One second. Let me, uh, let me get some of the main points that I can kind of dunk on with, uh, with, with, with this shit, hold on, let me see, um, let me go to the squared circle recap, because I got, I, I'm not recapping, like, the moves and all that, but I do want to see the fucking pro, uh, some, what was said in the promo exactly, so now I just, so much is being said in it that I, 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 I want to, I want to fucking kind of, uh, you know, kind of address some of the shit, but sometimes I, I don't prepare, cause I, I think, I, in my head, I think I have, like, all the answers, Right away, like you know, like like in every situation. Um, but hold on, let me see. Okay, so hold on. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um. Okay, so yeah, Flair. Uh, Flair said that can, this is from Squared Circle, whatever. So I'm going to kind of go through a little bit of what's here. Um, hold on. Uh. 
yeah, he 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 puts Oscar on notice for the title. So Lacey Evans is probably going to be feuding with her, especially what after happens. And then and then and Lacey Lacey uh, you know admits that she respects Flair um, as a legend that he is, and then kind of putting fucking you know angst on the daughter for not respecting him. She says Char- she, she kind of he she you know accosts Charlotte for for the way that she treats and speaks of her father, and then Charlotte comes down. And then, you know, as she goes, if Lacey wants to, like, you know, like, you know, become better, then why don't you go to the fucking PC? Maybe this promo is meant for Nia Jax, maybe. I don't know. And maybe got the script fucking, you know, mixed up. But, uh, no, but, yeah, no, but she goes, you're kind of, uh, partnering up with my fucking dad, essentially, to, like, you know, do that type of, you know. So, so, you know, I mean... Like th- that was a good point, but still, Charlotte still doesn't come across well in these segments. It, 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 it comes across like a fucking egotistical daughter, and they're trying. It's like it's like they're fake trying hard to make her look like the good guy. But I feel like it's it's because Charlotte's always supposed to be a heel to like the to the the hardcore fans. Any storyline that she's in, especially this one, and that's why I'm trying to think that this storyline is actually a storyline within a story like it's it, within kayfabe this is a sports entertainment storyline like it could be like a like it could be revealed to be a, like in real life it'll probably be revealed that charlotte worked or uh, tried to get the get a title match with her and lacy because people don't like lacy and she'll be seen as a good guy but it'll backfire but then they'll use that and then it'll be used like eventually like when it's all revealed in some fucking way it'll be like revealed in some storyline eventually when the narratives are all put out there that this is kind of one example of the whole sports entertainment aspect within the storyline that I'm talking about, you know what I mean? Because it just comes, cause it comes across like really bad on fucking purpose, and you know, it, it, these two have the worst chemistry I've seen since Austin and Taker. They have a worse collab fucking, and there'll be, a, I mean, and if they become a tag team, it'll be a worse fucking collaboration um, than Eminem and fucking Rick Rubin. I tried really hard with that reference, you know what I mean? I thought that was pretty good, but I don't know if anyone really laughed. Who gives a shit? That's why I do this on my own, so I don't have to be embarrassed by, like, my uh, my one-liners fucking going to waste. Who gives a shit? Um, and then, uh, and then, uh, and then she talks about how she's seen this with her, with her dad a hundred times. She said that she's been trying to uh, protect the legacy, and she's the only person who can tell Rick the truth. And then and then Lacey wants to become a tag team, and even Ric Flair's like, yeah, why don't you guys become a tag team? And Charlotte's like, fuck, fuck no. So then, you know, then she basically uh, says she makes her own path. And then Lacey says that she wants the fucking title, and then she calls Asuka a feral animal. I guess, like, there's some racial implications with that, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, but, but again, I, I think heels should be like that, you know, just have the faces actually, you know, call them out for for that shit, but the WWE doesn't know how to book faces on the surface, um, so then, yeah, so then they, they basically have a match, which was really, really, really horrible. People were, like, judging it, because there was, like, an obvious, this is, this is the part that made me realize that this could be, like, they're making it obvious that things are fucking scripted in some, on, in some level, like, elements of the program are scripted, because they made it obvious with one choreographed thing where they had to redo it, kind of, and Lacey kind of ran, ran in, so it basically made Lacey, look, it made Lacey and Charlotte both look like shit, and then in the end result of, of this fucking beautiful, Beautiful fucking match that was going on. 
the the beautiful part about it, she won by DQ because Charlotte did that on purpose. So it makes her look stupid on fucking purpose if she didn't want her to get the fucking title shot. It's kind of like she wanted to get the title shot. And what's end up, what's, what's going to end up happening is Lacey Evans is probably going to beat Asuka. And she's probably going to fucking get the title. And Charlotte versus uh, Lacey is going to be the, the the match. And if you're going to go this route of screwing Asuka over with, with another title reign, then you might as well have gone with Rhea Ripley and fucking Charlotte Flair. At least I could. I, I at least I could tolerate that because at least it would be a fucking good match. If this is what's what, what's what's supposed to be indicating what's gonna fucking happen at WrestleMania, and this is gonna be the match, then yeah, fuck that. Oh, and and by, and by the way, the, the, the people were also fucking thinking that with Shane McMahon doing that to Drew McIntyre, is Shane McMahon gonna like uh, manage somebody to fucking go after Drew? For his mania opponent, or will WWE just fucking go fuck it? You know what? Put Shane McMahon in a fucking uh, world title match. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, anyways. You know what I mean? But anyways, yeah. So this is what the new day. So far, the new day and the fucking uh, Charlotte fucking shit. This this was fucking horrible. And and surprisingly enough, this this is when like the ratings were were at its this these segments were when the ratings were at the highest. It went it went lower and lower as it went along and shit like that. Um, then there was the Edge segment where he's still, like you heard in the, in the, in the, he's still like, basically he's kind of like, you know, saying that he has to like wait until like, he has to wait until the story plays out. Basically, I, you, you can assume he's talking about fucking the creative, you know what I mean? Like, I, I wanted to make my decision, but you know, they had a, they had a fucking recant their booking from last week and now we're stuck in a fucking stupid chamber match that has to make me look like an idiot for, you know, for, you know, going around more because I, I just, I have to pretend that I, I don't have my opponent picked out yet. But he's basically saying that he doesn't like Drew's odds. Um, he doesn't like Drew's, you know, he, he's close to making a decision. And, and then, uh, and then, um, what else you say? He's he's gonna wait till the dust is clear, and then Miz comes down, and and now Miz and Morrison are joined by Garza. I guess they needed another Latino guy to like join this feud. So then you know, it, 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 you know what I mean? Like in storyline, in storyline, story you should do like Morrison and Morrison and Miz don't want to come across racist for going after Latino guys. So they they got Angel Garza, who's doing diddly shit anyways, doing doing main event duty, and uh, you know, in in the B level shows, whatever, and all that. Um, you know, and so, yeah, so he, he brought out, and then he basically gives his, play, he basically tells that he's gonna cash in, he's a strategist, like you heard in the fucking clip of prior, um, and then, you know, Edge kind of cut him down to fucking size, essentially, like, telling him, like, why would you give away your fucking plan, which, to me, which people were hinting that, uh, uh, that Miz maybe like so i think someone on reddit said it but maybe like if the if if since Finn Balor is one of the options you know and and Miz is already looking like a joke on the main roster essentially why don't you just have Miz cash in on Finn Balor after his pay-per-view match you know what i mean cuz then at least at least because NXT is booked better maybe Miz will come across as a more serious threat on fucking NXT 
Because he can kind of go off on some of the indie guys and all of that kind of shit in there. I've always said that 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 when WWE would fucking, like, if they're doing, like, an indie angle where you're going to send WWE wrestlers to indies or just, like, even to, like, NXT, like, in, in, in like, in-house, whatever, Miz should have been one of the guys who should have gone because he would be a perfect shit talk. Like, if this were, like, ECW was around, Miz would have been, been the perfect guy to send to ECW to kind of shit talk the fans, essentially. So, I mean... So maybe fucking Miz is not even going to cash in on Edge, or who are or, or the Universal, you know, the the WWE champion or the Universal champion. Maybe he cashes in on an NXT champion. I know people would fucking hate that, and that might, you know, what I mean. But I think creatively that would help Miz, basically, in my personal opinion. But you know, but basically, I like that like Ed, Edge's promo. Basically telling him that he's not on a, on the same level of thinking as him, and that he has to he has to see the story play out, and he needs to be champion. And he, see again, people are, are complaining because again, the main th- the main discourse from this whole thing was the age, the the age factor of all the competitors in the fucking ring, and it's still the same guys in the main event spot. Even though Miz hasn't really been in the main event spot really, but because of the age, but the thing is, you know, the age doesn't fucking really matter. There's always been progressively minded fucking people that were stuck in eras where there was like it wasn't to their benefit. You know what I mean? It's it's more about fucking the mentality than the fucking age. But it it does say something that like they just put random fucking guys who you know you, you could have put someone new. You could have put Kofi Kingston in there again. Uh, you know what I mean? To like, I mean he's not doing anything, and he 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 he's probably won more matches than fucking Jeff Hardy and fucking Miz have. So I, I I didn't understand I didn't understand that so that was like a huge discourse about it but you know in 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 the end of the day it doesn't fucking matter all these guys have advancements and compound V where guys in their sixties are gonna be able to wrestle still okay we're not in the same fucking era as the nineties and early two thousands we're in a new fucking era where there's advancements that they won't tell you about we have to pretend like it's the nineties because everyone wants to reboot the fucking nineties but we're in a whole different fucking landscape. But I do like the fact that, you know, Edge, at least with his interactions, he his promos are meant to make other people better. Even if he's kind of like, quote-unquote, burying Miz, like that promo in storyline should fucking motivate Miz to become a more more serious and more vicious person, whatever. But then, you know, he tell you know, and then so then, uh, so then Edge just leaves and then Bad Bunny comes out with fucking, uh, with uh, Damien Priest. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, um, you know, um, hold on, uh, yeah, so then, uh, so Damian Priest wins against Angel Garza, it wasn't that long of a match, like three minutes, three minute match or so, but they got, but Bad Bunny had more rings to call, like, like Cameron Hawkins on Twitter said, Bad Bunny already has more ring psychology than Lacey Evans, because of the way he kind of, like, Stole the briefcase, went in the ring with it so that Morrison could grab it, and then the referee saw Morrison fucking have the briefcase with him, so then the referee kind of kicked him out, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I thought that was uh, a good way, whatever, and then Damian Priest after, after won after Angel Garza was talking shit to Bad Bunny, and uh, and then, you know, I'm guessing Angel Garza at least is going to be attached to Miz and Morrison um, for at least till WrestleMania season, I mean... You might as well. Him and Austin Theory keep getting thrown out of fucking groups. 
you know, oh, Austin Theory was a part of uh, with with Garza and uh, Garza and Andrade, and then he went to Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins kicked him out, and now he's with Gargano and them, and now Angel Garza, it was with you know with Andrade, and now he's like on his own. I think he was doing something else before for a bit where he was associate. I could be they haven't used him much really. You know what I mean? Remember in the in the, in the beginning of remember last year when they were using him, they were using him and Andrade a lot. Like, non-stop, really. You thought there was, like, something going to go down with that, and then nothing really fucking happened. And then, um, yeah, and then uh, Lee and Riddle early on had a fucking segment where, again, fucking Matt Riddle has to play a fucking... Matt Riddle has to play a fucking... Uh, 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 someone with 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 with, with a mind more, mature, more immature than, you know, more or less developed than mine is. He's, like, basically, I, 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 was getting, I was getting toasty, and I was watching Air Bud... And Matt, and, and and of course Lee had to Keith Lee had to be the, the straight man of this whole this whole fucking segment basically, and just basically telling him, hey, maybe you shouldn't be uh, prodding prodding uh, the hurt business since they're beating you so much. You know what I mean? But then like he said, he's gonna beat Riddle for the chance to fight uh, Lashley because you know what I mean, whatever. And this match was probably the, the 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 second best match on the fucking on the program. This was like a really like like a hard hitting fucking fight. This was like a really 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 good match. Like you know what I mean like like very very fucking impressive. Um, you know, um, it you know, it was it was really fucking dope. And um, oh wait, 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 where was it? Where, where was it? Um. um yeah, so the, uh, he he an MVP was on uh, is was in the commentary for this match, and then uh, what happened was uh, when uh, after like a really really good hard hitting match after like Lee fucking won, I'm gonna guess again I can't memorize how he fucking won because sometimes it just goes out of my fucking head. I just pay attention to the story of of what it of what it was. I think it, I think it was a fucking I think I think it was a fucking sp- spirit bomb. I want to say spirit bomb. I was like, let me put this on low, hold on a second, let me, again, see, now it's gonna kill my, it's, it's gonna kill my fucking head to see, uh, hold on, let me see something, hold on, uh, let me see, uh, riddle, 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 yeah, it's like, a, let me see, uh, let me see how this one ended, basically, I, I wanna guess Spirit Bomb, you know, there, there was one where he did, there was one pounce he did, when Riddle was running towards him, you know how normally uh, Lee, Lee comes from the from the side of from the guy to do something, but uh, he uh, but he actually did it like straight out to the guy, which was even more impressive. I thought it actually looked really really fucking good, but but I I really I really fucking enjoyed this. Yeah, I, I I think he did win with the spirit bomb. I really I really do. I think he did win with the spirit bomb. And then, and then, as impressive as that was, then fucking Lashley came in, which was the, the, this. It actually looked like he came fresh out of the Illuminati clone cloning facility, where like he just got re up with like whatever advancements you're given, and he basically attacked both Lee and Riddle. He fucking did this. He did that spinebuster sp- spinebuster choke slam that he normally does. He actually fucking lifted fucking Lee up. Very very impressive, man. It was insane. And then and then and then he, he tacked him outside, kind of like you know hitting you know hitting him, uh, you know towards the table. I thought it was gonna break. The table didn't really break, but like you know what I mean. But he puts Riddle in the fucking uh, 
in, into the hurt lock. And and even though Riddle fucking lost his opportunity because he, you know, fuck booking. What's it called? Riddle gets a chance now to be in the fucking match with with Lashley and uh, Keith Lee. Which makes no fucking sense whatsoever since Lashley has been fucking beating him. So, like, what was the point? Of just, why couldn't you just say you're just doing a fucking match? Or why couldn't you just fucking just break up the match then if you're going to go this route? Like, why have Lee... I mean, I'm glad that Lee is getting a definitive win. But, like, why would you go that route if Lee is... Uh, if you're going to put Riddle in the fucking match? But people want the title off of fucking Lashley, apparently. But I, I, I personally don't... I wanted him. I wanted Lashley to win the Elimination Chamber. Like, I wanted him to get the fucking shot at fucking going to WrestleMania, but you know, that's not gonna fucking happen. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm but I, I'm still digging what Lashley is doing, though, man. I, I, I really do. I still, I still dig. It. There wasn't no, there was no other hurt business members around, so there wasn't no dissension amongst amongst them. But like, I don't know. I mean, the, 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 but the key, the, if you're going to go watch Raw, like, the, the I say the Hardy and Hardy and Styles match was the, the, one of the better ones, and uh, and Lee and Riddle was probably, like, the best match of the night. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even though I, I, I question some of the booking they've been doing with it. And then, of course, we go to the uh, the main event. Oh, you not, not, not Drew McIntyre versus fucking Randy Orton. I'm talking about Lana versus fucking Nia Jax in a tables match. Which, for some reason, I thought because Miro just... You know how I think that this whole thing started in real life? There probably going to be a revelation that Miro fucking, uh, you know, is the cause of her getting punished by going through those tables all those weeks. I thought because last week Miro already did his mar- marriage segment and it was kind of like, mo- like you know, it's kind of mocking the fucking cock angle in a way, you know what I mean, because, like, they're both in wedding segments, even though this one was, like, a little bit better, not much, that's not saying much, but, um, I thought, okay, they're gonna punish Lana again, because they have her with Nia Jax in a tables match, is Nia Jax gonna fucking end up injuring her, or some other fucked up shit, and some of the power bombs she was giving Lana, man, they seemed really stiff, but, I mean, it didn't, I mean, I, I mean, unless, like, I missed something, but she wasn't really injured, but the highlight of the fucking match was, uh, when uh, Nia Jax was on the fucking apron, and then Lana was trying to get her off the apron to fall to her table, they both kind of ended up on the apron where Lana was, like, lying on the apron, so then Nia Jax uh, uh, went for one of her shitty leg drops, um, and then the her butt fucking hit the the edge of the fucking apron, so she's, she's screaming, and she chops the table down, she screams, my, my butt! And then she goes, my hole. And it, to me, the way that like everyone's been talking about that when it comes trending, it feels like somebody, somebody who like somebody who like works behind the scenes or is a, is affiliated with somebody. It feels like this was like, like a custom match. Like this feels like one of one of their shills decided this is how you go viral with something like that. And they're like, all right, you know what we'll do it. Who gives a shit? But like, yeah. So I guess that's Lana's come up and that's Naya's come up because after she did that, after she screamed, my hole. You know, um, she, uh, you know, uh, got shoved through a fucking table. It's, it was one of the worst fucking, you know, I, again, you know, I I want to make more QAnon jokes. There's people online like, oh, I don't want to make her a meme. She's into QAnon. But it's like the same time you're hyping up Vince, you're, you're, you're like, you're like, like showing off about Vince McMahon's wealth and him buying off people and shit like that. So I don't know if you have a moral high ground with like. You know, talking about, like, other wrestlers, which is fine, you can do that, but, like, like, then why don't you call out Vince McMahon as well, then, you know, I don't understand that, 
I don't understand why none of these guys ever call it Vince McMahon. It's always, like, the fucking guys that are, like, like you know, like, Hogan and all that kind of shit, which is fine. But it's like, but Vince McMahon's the guy who's bringing him back. Why don't you call, why, why are you silent about that? Because they are associated with Vince McMahon, and they feel like they can, whenever you call somebody out for their problematic behavior, when you limit it to, to one fucking person and not the system, it makes it seem like you're actually calling out shit, but you're not really calling out shit. A lot of these guys aren't calling out shit. You know? Uh, and then, uh, and then because, I, I, and because Naomi was with Lana, then uh, the next match was Naomi uh, with, uh, with Baszler. I thought Naomi and Baszler, for whatever they were given, you know, two, three minutes, it was still pretty fucking good. Uh, I think uh, Naomi won with the roll-up, I think. I know she didn't beat her, like, in definitive way, but, like, still kind of a, it seemed like a fluky win, but Naomi is getting a win, so, like, at least they did the smart thing by booking the, remember how, like, in the summer, they would have Garza and Andrade keep losing, even though they're the challengers against Street Profits and all that kind of shit, you know, and and then ultimately, like, it, it didn't really go anywhere, you know what I mean, but, like, at least this time, they have Naomi and Lana both win their, uh, singles matches with the tag champions that they have, that they're gonna fucking have, even though I don't think they're gonna. Win. I mean, I don't know if they're gonna win, but I mean, I I mean, just bring back fucking Cameron, you know, the, the, the Arian Andrews, and have her and Naomi fucking be a tag team, like they would be better, I think, you know what I mean. But I, listen, man, I I I don't want to pile on Lana. She looks like she tries a lot. She looks like she has like a lot of issues, like you know, because when, when when you're in the system like that. You know what I mean? It's, and, you know, you're probably being bullied a lot, whatever, by, like, you know, the upper management and all that. So I, I always kind of feel bad for her because, like, you know what I mean? She puts effort in, but sometimes it doesn't come across well. You know what I mean? But And then the Drew McIntyre. Then Orton cut a fucking promo about how he needs to... Uh, um, hold on one second. Not, not, not that the promo fucking matters. And not that the match fucking matters. The, ma- the match went on for... A bit. Hold on, let me... Uh, The match was like fine. It's like, it's like, it's like a, 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 you know what you expect from if you if you like their matches prior if you if you like their matches um, prior like this one wasn't as good as as good as the other the the other ones obviously because it was like uh, uh, you know it started at ten they, they both started making their entrance around ten forty but then like Sheamus came out. And I guess, you know, with, uh, you know, Drew McIntyre took Edge's advice having eyes in the back of his head because then towards the end of the match, Sheamus came in to bro-kick Drew McIntyre, but then he moved out of the way because he sensed that Sheamus was there. And then he kicked Randy Orton and then uh, Drew Claymore uh, Sheamus, basically. And that was, like, essentially the end of Raw, which was, like, just a waste of fucking time. Like, you know what I mean? I don't even know why I should fucking recap it, but... I mean, I need po- podcast content, right? And I, I do it in such a fucking shitty fucking way anyways. But, like, you, it wasn't anything fucking, like, th- that spectacular, really. Like, it was, like, it was, like for, what they, for what they were giving it, for, like, you know, Drew and fucking Orton, like, because they have good chemistry together, th- you know what I mean? It was, it was fine, but, like, there wasn't anything momentous in it or anything like that. It wasn't anything gr- super great in it. Nothing, nothing really happened, and they frankly deserved the lower ratings they got because, I mean, why are you giving people this, you know, I, again, if it really does feel like, like WWE is going to, like, the ratings are going to really, really fall shorter and shorter. 
And especially if they're making some fucked up decisions. Like, if, let's say, for example, they'd go with, like, let's say, Lacey and Charlotte, that'll be one reason why fans will be outraged. If they go with the main event that fans don't fucking like, let's say Miz wins the NXT title or Miz, Miz cashes in before Mania, I'm sure that they will be like, oh shit, I don't want to watch because Miz is horrible, even though people were fake pretending that they were with him when that 2016 promo happened. It's kind of like it was a placeholder, but then when like, but when Miz kind of gets to the main event spot, people are, are not really going to like it. And maybe it's meant to be a failure or whatever, how they book him and all that, but I don't know. Uh, you know what I mean? But but right now, I'm not really excited to see Miz in any title picture because of how they booked him and Morrison. I thought it was, it was going to be a, a new, mature version of what they were before. And you know what I mean? Kind of like, you know... And then eventually, you just kind of lead to Miz and Morrison having a feud or whatever, right? Just kind of have this mini reunion for a bit. But no, I, I, mean, I think it would have been much better if Morrison just went to NXT for a bit. When he came back, personally. But, I don't know. So, that, that was basically Raw. Um, thank you for... Uh, thank you for tuning in for that. You know what I mean? And then... Uh, I don't know, man. I, sometimes I just don't know what the fuck I'm doing anymore. Anyway, I'm just gonna go, man. Take it easy. Uh, have a good night. And I'll see what happened with this fucking impeachment stuff. I don't even know what the fuck's gonna go down. I don't even know what the fuck my podcast is anymore. Is it wrestling? Is it politics? Is it just nonsense? I don't watch enough fucking pop culture anymore, really, to be doing reviews of content and all that kind of shit. You know, and I'm doing it on my own where, you know, I kind of want to have my own thoughts because when I do live streams and stuff like that, people always want to interrupt my train of thought and get me into drama. But then by by that default, it becomes a lot more boring because there's no uh, drama going on, which is the the main selling point of, you know, content. You know, you you can't just have somebody just do this to get them, get the shit out of their mind and kind of just try to be silly on their own because no one's really happy unless they're kind of like they get something off of what you're doing. And a lot of people, and a lot of people show their true colors when, you know, when when it, when I did this podcast, and I wanted to kind of get away from a lot of that. A lot of people just kind of, uh, you know, uh, decided that, you know, um, that like, you know, they weren't gonna really rock with me, or you know, kind of hold out on, you know, rocking with me because uh, they, they didn't really support me. They wanted to kind of be a part of my fucking shit, really, to tell you the truth. So that's how I feel sometimes. But sometimes I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Just there's always paranoid thoughts in my fucking head all the time. That I, I don't know if what I'm thinking is really rational or irrational. But sometimes I sometimes I just get fucking mad when I'm, you know, when you can see people knowing that like you're kind of a good guy, and then they kind of because like by default the world is fucking evil, so that they have to fucking put they go oh, I can take advantage of this guy. He's gonna be an easy mark, and because I'm cordial and try to keep it peaceful with everybody. In some in some level, or if I don't want to take any nonsense, they just kind of get fed up with me, and you know, then their true colors eventually come out. Eventually, anyways, take it easy. The mercy of Nia Jax now on the apron. Oh, 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 first into the hardest part of the ring. Well, that's all steel reinforcement out there, Tom. Oh, Lana still got to find a way to get Jax 